You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Mary, uh, the president has floated, I don't know if it's announced, but floated anyway, that he may want to do his acceptance speech for the Republican nomination from the White House. Uh, a lot of words float into my mind. Inappropriate, unethical, bad choice. But he was asked about it, and he immediately came back and citing the Hatch Act, which prohibits government officials from uh, using their position or their setting for political reasons, he pointed out right away the Hatch Act doesn't apply to the president. So I'm in the clear. I can do do what I want. I mean, doesn't that tell you everything you want to know about this guy? Whether or not it's ethical, appropriate, anything, it's okay. I, I'm not covered by that. I can do what I want. So isn't it interesting that he, who's like, you know, so unschooled in how government works and history, knew the answer to that right away, which just tells yep. you they had talked about it. And he had some, somebody maybe said, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. It's not a technically a Hatch Act violation. And he said, what's the Hatch Act? And you know, to gets to that defensive posture right away. But that was one of those moments where I can't help but think about the counter narrative, which is what if Obama had done that? Right. Fox News and worse, would have blown what, up. Yeah, what if he had done it in a beige suit? Exactly. How about, how about that? But I didn't I've, remember that he, that Obama had... Um, I don't know if recorded, it was probably recorded some campaign ad or something for Hillary from the White House. Right. I, and I, I didn't remember that, although it made perfect sense that he did. And they, and I heard this morning, another president had done a similar thing, maybe Bush. I don't, well, I don't know, but it's interesting because one weird argument that Trump made made sense to me which is it's cheaper for the American people because you lived in D.C. For anybody who's not been there and seen a motorcade it has to cost more per minute than most of us spend on a vehicle in our lives. Yeah and it's okay and maybe that argument makes sense. Frankly I'm amazed that he doesn't want to go over to what used to be the post office is now the Trump Hotel, uh, which is only blocks away uh, from him. We already know he could walk to uh, the church across Lafayette Park, so he probably could have walked over to the hotel. But, uh, you know, I guess we would have griped that he was using his hotel as a, as a background as well. Honestly, and, and, you know, to go back just kind of to the cost of it, if he in any way had ever cared about that, but the amount of money he will spend to go golfing or, for example, the way he is, you know, doing his campaign stops in um, 
supposedly they're, you know, legitimate trips. Like he's in Cleveland today, or he was this afternoon, meeting at Case Western Reserve University, which I assume is a big hospital system and Cleveland Clinic is not part of Case, but there are relationships, maybe some test or something. But really, he was here for a, a donor event, which, by the way, who could not meet with him today? The governor of who? Ohio tested positive. Mike DeWine could not do it. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So isn't that so interesting? One, because you have to believe that he's been pretty protected. I think he's been pretty much living down in his... Uh, he doesn't live in Columbus. He lives um, outside of, I don't know where it is, Dayton or something. But the other thing is he's been like, you know, the best Republican governor out there, you know, fighting against yeah. the virus. And the fact that he got it is ironic at best. Uh, but it did make me think that the best way to find out if you have a virus is to schedule a meeting with Trump. That's That's what I'm planning on because... As you may remember, when I got sick some months ago, I was not able to get a test, even though I know anybody who wants a test can have one because the press told me that. But I'm thinking now, uh, as we come up to school in these things, I may use, if we can get them, our press passes and see if I can get access to to the uh, uh, Air Force One. And then I would be tested, and I'd know right away. I bet so. if we could, if we're going to be reporting on the debate, first one of which is here in Cleveland, that we have to get tested before we go in there. I think we um, probably do. And, and listen, that brings up, we're kind of stringing some topics along. The first debate, as it's announced now, was originally supposed to be at Notre, University of Notre Dame. Uh, they decided not to have it. It was moved to... Cleveland, but now the Trump campaign has announced they would like an additional debate before that, and it appears that what they want is a debate before the mail-in voting really, really begins. Now, as a political pundit, I say these kind of things. If you want more debates, you're losing. Do you think? Yes, and um, so, you know, if you step back from all the partisanship, I see the logic in it. You know, it's, it's like doing the convention from the White House. I see the logic because votes will be cast before the first debate. And but it's just always like crazy for Trump because he's out there trying to convince people not to mail in vote. So then those two things don't go together. Yeah. But back to your point, you know, there are some people that think that Biden shouldn't debate at all. I'm not one of them because I think it makes him look chicken. I think part of it's a perception issue, which is if he doesn't debate, it plays into that narrative, which is you're just hanging around in your basement and you don't really need you don't feel the need to get out there. And present yourself to the American people. Not that everyone doesn't know Joe, Joe Biden. And not, even I would think that. Like, what are you afraid of? So that would be one reason that I think he needs to debate. The second thing is, is that 
I the thing I love about debates is the contrast. And it is time for us to see those two men together on stage. The contrast will be so stark. So why wouldn't he do that? Okay, I'll tell you why I don't think he should. I, I think your view is going to prevail on this. I think he will debate. But debate, although it's not exactly what happens with presidential candidates, is you know, kind of a sport with rules, a lot of rules. I've debated, I coach debate, and among the rules, it seems to me, is you have to tell the truth. And so if we know that one of the guys in this debate has demonstrated that he's not going to tell the truth, he will say whatever he wants to say, then isn't that like saying, uh, okay, we're going to have a boxing match and one guy gets to have a knife. The other guy's got to have boxing, uh, boxing gloves on it. I just don't think Trump, Donald Trump, is a man who can engage in reasonable, whether you call it debate or not, reasonable political discourse. Now, having said that, I would be disappointed without the debates and I think much of the country would as well. And I'd hate to see the tradition of it go away. Uh, it has not always been held since Nixon and Kennedy, uh, but I think it's been an important part Yeah, I mean, I hate us. to give that part of our civic life up, and then four years rolls around, and it's, you know, Larry Hogan versus Kamala Harris, just making that up, but that could be very possible. And... Yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, one or the other says, I don't have to debate. It's kind of like the tax returns. We don't want to shake those norms up too much just because of Trump. The other thing is, is that the way you've described how he's, how Trump has operated or would operate in debate is how he's operated these last four years. Some people have been better than others in holding him to account. I mean, I don't know why the networks couldn't fact check him in real time and run that as a cryon in the bottom of the screen. They could do that. And it yeah. depends, too. I mean, have they announced any of the questioners yet? Not to my knowledge, uh, but if if they would like to consult me, I want Chris Wallace and Jonathan uh, Swan somewhere on I those, agree. And those the other, panels. You know, there are certain reporters that just get under Trump's skin. And the, one of those is Jamisa yes. Helsinger. Who's like the nicest I, human? That's so funny. That's that's exactly who I was, I was going to say. If you want to irritate Donald Trump, you put this very sweet lady, and I'm not sure what it is about her, but you're right. You know, he just I mean, doesn't I, like it her. Maybe that she's both black and a woman. She's also very. Yeah. Um, her questions are always right to the point, but kind of like Jonathan Swan. She's not nasty in them, in the way she asked them. But for some yeah. reason, she just bugs the crap out of him. Hey, by the way, did you hear that um, on Morning Joe, they, this is how they describe Jonathan Swan. He's the guy who gives you brownies, and in the morning you wake up at the bottom of an elevator shaft. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was a great that, Yeah, It's absolutely perfect. And I, I guess on debates... I'm thinking back, and these are not great comparisons. It it always felt to me like Joe Biden did pretty well in the vice presidential debates. Now, one of that 
not a real good comparison uh, uh, there in terms of who he's debating. But So he would have debated Paul Ryan, right? Or no, two. Paul Ryan and Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin, of course. So the Sarah Palin one is a little different. I will never forget Sarah saying in the debate, so I can I call you Joe? <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, you know, I mean, Paul Ryan, that that was fine. I mean, they're both kind of eggheady guys, and they can be. Joe has a much yeah. folksier style, but he's a smart guy. So, I mean, I think I was thinking more about Trump when he debated Hillary. And hands down, she crushed him. But he had the TV part of it absolutely nailed. The optics, the glowering, the kind of the way he stood over her. And um, I think that could happen again with Joe Biden. The funny thing is that I just don't think that dog hunts again. You know, we've seen Trump and we've seen him act. And I just think people are really, really tired of it. And just to finish with this thought for the week, because this is what every single parent of school age kids is talking about. His decision to go straight on, the kids have to go back to school, is going to be the undoing of his undoing. If that, I mean, I mean, no, not the undoing mm-hmm. of his undoing. It's going to be like the final nail in the coffin, maybe, is the best way to say that. It's going to what sent be what sends him to the bottom exactly. of the elevator. Because shaft. people, because he just exactly. can't let it go, and it is so tone deaf to where people are in this question. Well, listen, please give the best to your governor. I do uh, do hope he's better. I did not get the sense that no, he had symptoms he was or was feeling sick, and he's not a uh, young guy. And I guess he has some respiratory issues. So, but for taking the test to see, to meet Trump, he would not, he would have been a spreader. And he's probably been a spreader. He would have. Yeah. Just incredible. All right. Do say something to him for me when you see him. Okay. (laughs) Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.